back after a very long break to the Seliman podcast. My name's Sam Wilkin uh, and I am a cheesemonger uh, by profession. But as you know, if you've listened to any of these previous podcasts, I'm also a big fan of uh, cider and I've spoken to some really interesting people from that world too. I actually spoke uh, to my guest today early on in uh, the making of these podcasts and we had a wonderful time walking around his farm in Suffolk uh, just outside Bungay. We were on Fen Farm. I was speaking to Johnny Crickmore, who is the the genius behind Baron Bygod, one of our great cheeses, a raw milk, brie-style cheese, beautiful depth of flavour, savoury, delicious, wonderful cheese. And we had a fantastic time on the farm. I met the cows. We went for a walk on the Fen, uh, the Waveney Valley, and we went back and we saw some cheese being made. We tried cheese. At the end of it all, we shook hands, <laughs> which, uh, as I record this, seems completely unthinkable. That's one of the many, many tragedies that I think, you know, we're all dealing with one way or another at the moment. Obviously, some people are dealing with specific life and death situations. In my line of work, I'm speaking to lots of cheesemakers that are in really dire straits. Cheesemakers, wholesalers, restaurateurs. My industry's been effectively shut down overnight uh, and quite right too really the whole point of hospitality is people coming together in spaces and being with one another and sharing things and experiences and food and drink and joy and laughter but obviously that is not possible I'm obviously talking if you're listening to this in the future about the the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak which we are very much in the middle of at the moment it's April the 2nd as I record this and I recorded another podcast with Johnny Crickmore last Friday and I wasn't on the farm and I wasn't in Suffolk under blue skies I was sat in my attic room uh, on a slightly shonky uh, uh, house party or Zoom or one of those link to Johnny, who was also sitting, I think, in his bedroom on an iPad. So I apologise for a start that the sound quality is not great, but I just wanted to catch up uh, with well a friend of mine and also you know one of our, our preeminent cheesemakers in this country just to see how he was getting on. So really, that was the first question I asked him: How are you doing? seeing like ridiculous amounts of sales um it doesn't work so well with our cheese i think it's it doesn't uh people are buying you know they i think we're coming to the end of the panic buying but um people are buying hard cheeses over soft and i and i think also you know with our our business is like 50 percent ish um restaurant and all of the places which are shut i and i you know we're we're you know it's not great for us but there's a lot of people out there watching is a lot worse as well. Um, we, we've we've just made seven weeks worth of cheese. It's the trouble. You just don't expect, you know, up until three weeks ago, things were going really, really well. And now, uh, now you know, not only is the restaurants all gone, but they're, you know, they're making it harder and harder for a lot of small shops to keep open and yeah. being with staff. And, you know, so it's, it's um, all keeps adding to the to the to the pain for our business yeah have you got issues with with you know staff not being able to you know leave their homes and things like that i mean you're running a kind of a skeleton crew um we've we've um we've got four guys in the cheese um which we've we've put on this um what's it called Fur- furlough um everyone in the office is still here um 
which is trying to keep two metres apart. But I think being out here in we're avoiding all of the, um, you know, probably being much more intense in London, I would have thought. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to get a gauge, really, on what what it is like for you guys. I mean, here it's, a you know, such a radical change. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm... I'm on furlough from the cheese bar and we're trying to kind of, you know, the guys are running sort of home delivery and things like that just to try and initially use up some stock. Um, But, you know, I can only, I mean, you know, and you're in your bigger unit. I mean, I was speaking to Dave Jowett, you know, obviously he's invested an awful lot in a a larger, you know, production site. Um, I mean, I guess the challenges are sort of, obvious really particularly for a soft cheese producer in that you need to move that stock but i mean how are you how are you trying to i mean it's hard to do in such a short space of time but how are you trying to kind of adapt to the situation yeah well we, we've kind of had to put the um put a lot of the um a lot of the sort of like you know who we sell to and you know we don't sell to out the window and we just um we're we're doing some deals. Um, you know, if you go on our website, you'll see um, £20 for a 1kg wheel, mm. um, which you've got to just do what you've got to do. And that's gone really well. I think we had, since we've done that, there's been well over 200 orders. Which is better than, I mean, you know, I guess at that price, you're, you're just really looking to avoid having to throw stuff in the bin. I mean, it's... Exactly. And, you and know. just your money out of the cheese. You know, it's like you put cash, you put money into a cheese mm. to get money out of it at the other end as long as you at least break even or get something out then you know because every time one of those cheeses goes in the bin that's a complete loss right off the bottom line so we're doing we're doing that we're doing um what else are we doing we, we've done a, um, a three thousand wedge promotion with folgers dairy in, in east anglia they're the milk milk brandsman um so we already sell our products through them um but not a lot then they now like um massively busy mm. um deliveries and we're we're giving a free wedge of cheese to three thousand customers um hoping again that we'll pick up some business there we're we're um you know the, the, we're, we're about 30 percent of our business um left of the, of the cheese and we're about seven weeks of last week we had seven weeks of of production and at the rate we're going we've probably got about 16 weeks of production to sell in seven weeks you know what i mean yeah i do yeah well your normal outlets i mean i'm assuming just you know as we did everybody's just kind of stopped ordering you know to try and you know mitigate their own losses really in terms of in terms of throwing stuff in the bin and and not being able to you know the traditional wholesalers i think some have been really good to react quite quickly uh, you know and do home delivery and just kind of roll that out as quickly as possible some perhaps are a little bit more cumbersome and you know if they're not selling into a restaurant you know i saw this morning actually some fruit fruit and veg wholesalers are selling out direct home delivery from uh, new covent garden in london you know which is unheard of really you know they're just restaurants suppliers but they, they have to move their stock it's another perishable but uh i think yeah. everyone's having to adapt yeah home deliveries and online sales um and 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 sort of like team not with other people in similar sort of places with different food types and trying to yeah. you know, work together. It's kind of, that's kind of where it's going to have to be for the time being, I think. And I mean, we've we've um, we've we've not made cheese for two weeks. Next week we are, but we're only going to make thirty percent of our normal production. Okay. We've 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 got like a, two, a, a a good decent two week window of like you know we don't want to sell it two weeks later, but we could. So. Um, you know, we've got a little bit of play there, but we just got to um, 
just trying to think fast. It, the main thing is to get the, the seven weeks worth of cheese um, sold, mm. uh, and, and then once we get into the new like norm, you know, as in probably I don't know thirty percent, forty percent, then obviously we'll just make thirty, forty percent, and gradually grow it again as fingers crossed time goes by. And, open up and that's looking to supply your sort of the customers you're developing right now no, nobody's really sort of talking exit strategy you know no one no one no kind of governmental person is speaking about when when this happens this is how we will you know gradually reopen things because obviously you can't go from you know 30 percent stock to supplying all your customers that you had two weeks ago are you trying to plan for that or are you just trying to kind of survive a little bit i think it's like looking at china um you know three i mean you can't believe everything what china tells you but again guessing it's gonna be like three months at the minimum um you know of like lockdown um and you'll probably see italy probably will start to come out of it at some point and then we'll be a two three weeks behind that in theory maybe But if that is the case, then at least we can react sort of two, three weeks in advance and mm. seeing stuff, things coming. But I think I think it's going to be, yeah, I just can't see no. a month. I, I just can't see it. I think it's got it's going to get worse. We ain't got to the worst bit yet. No, no. And, and people are still, I think there's an element that people are, people who are perhaps working from home or furloughed, there's an element of almost enjoying the novelty. I know that sounds quite a flippant thing to say, but people, I think, are spending money on, you know, you know, wine deliveries and cheese deliveries, and you know, they haven't actually got to their, you know, dried lentils and tinned goods yet. Like we're not there yet, but we might get there. And then that 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 exit strategy is a, is a difficult question because there's also this feeling that if the lockdown does go and it goes fairly quickly and things are reopened people will have been stuck inside for such a long time that actually there's almost a feeling there might be kind of carnival, you know, at which point the, 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 you know, the hospitality will be kind of overrun and the suppliers will be kind of running to keep up with demand suddenly. I mean, that's kind of an ideal scenario, but you can't, you can't plan for that really. No, I I think what we'll be able to do is look at other countries who are a little bit worse than we are right now and watch, watch what happens then and assume that it's going to start to, um, happen with us a week or two later so I think that I don't think that's going to be yeah I think we can well, to a point I think we can start to see we'll start to see where where that will sort of start coming to an end mm. but we really don't know we, we haven't got to the worst bit yet and and then as the you know the global market and like you know and how hard it, um, the United States are going to be hit mm. uh, you know that's not now looking pretty bad as well for them um, you know it's just going to have effects what will ripple around the world won't it so um, I don't know. It's just really difficult to yeah. Really, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything that you're doing now in terms of you know working with these you know people who've got distribution and things like that 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 you can see as being anything more than a kind of survival strategy for now? Is it that you're there's an element that you're building a kind of a wider awareness of who you are you know by these kind of free giveaways and things like that? And is that something you want to retain? You know, let's talk about post-apocalypse, you know, after this is all, you know, moved on, whenever that may be, is kind of home delivery and more of that online sales something that almost this is an opportunity to nurture now 
looking forward. You're not just scrabbling for revenue today. You're building for tomorrow. I think I think we need to think about that. I think the online sales may be, you know, maybe people's habits of um, getting into like having home deliveries now and being forced to actually will alter their habits because actually it's not too bad having home deliveries of food. It's quite nice. It's very um, convenient. It might well have an effect. Everything's sort of going towards that home delivery, uh, you know, internet based sales of food is going that way but this might be actual a, a real sort of like big big sort of um push you know after this it might be that uh, you know the nail in the coffin for the high street and the, um you know and the and the, and the big supermarkets it might become not that they'll go away but it just might mean they'll just be more and more home deliveries i don't know it, it just but i i think um you know our, our website um and our, our, our shop sales have been growing quite steadily over the last sort of 12 months anyway yeah we've got better in our little subscription businesses um, you know um, uh, friend farm friends seeing growing and it's pointing to that direction i mean in many ways you, you were better positioned than a lot of people because you've already got you know that that those sort of structures in place you know obviously the, the demand will grow for that kind of thing but you're not having to, you know, even work out well, where the hell do we source packaging from? Where do we, how do we courier it to a private individual? You know, all these, you know, multitude of questions. You had time to work those out before this hit. Yeah, yeah. There's one good thing where we've, we've um, been able to spread our sales where over various different, you know, places and, and, you know, so something like this hits and then you can then aim, you know, at least we have got. A, a milk roundsman which we already sell to and at least we have got an online shop like you say so mm. it all it all it's all gonna help it's not gonna solve so the problem but it's definitely we're in a better position than say some soft cheese makers who haven't mm. got that i think i think the um i think what you learn from things like this is don't have all your eggs in one basket it it's sometimes life's complicated in having lots of baskets but when you get the shit hit the fan you, it's nice to uh, nice to spread the risk isn't it I, I think what i've been amazed by is sort of you know speaking to a lot of our suppliers and the people that i kind of just you know fire an email off every week place orders there's a lot of people that are pretty you know scared obviously a lot of people going god i wish i hadn't put all that money into this thing three yeah. months ago i wish i'd known you know obviously i wish i'd known but but also there's a huge amount of kind of resilience and sort of inventiveness, if you like, adaptability. And I mean, obviously, you have to adapt to survive. But I don't know. I, I think, I don't know, makes me proud to be in, in the cheese industry, if you know what I mean. But uh, I just hope everybody's still there to kind of have a have a beer and share war stories in three years time. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah. I'm sure you will be. And now, how are you guys? Are you sort of bearing up personally? I mean, it's a lot of pressure, and but you're yeah. you, you seem pretty upbeat. The message kind of being projected out, you know, I guess through social media and things like that is is a positive one. You know, it's just uh, yeah. these are different ways you can help us out. Yeah, it's it's kind of quite exciting in some ways, but it is um, also quite tiring. I feel like I've done a lot of brain work and lots yeah. of stuff. Two weeks been really it's really been no break between you know like um five in the morning till nine at night just mm. like like full on just thinking about ways we're going to get around this yeah. um and plus the fact that we can't go out and enjoy yourself <laughs> well you've got a pretty beautiful part of the world i mean i've been trying to teach my three-year-old burpees in the garden because we're not allowed out of the house so you know it's uh that's an interesting one in a terrace in in, in east london but anyway in that respect 
nice nice green fields to walk about in so yeah and a brand new road that you only laid what like that feel it's only what two or three weeks ago i saw that go going down still not to the end yet sam been, it's been quite enjoyable building that road. It's there's something really satisfying about building a road. It might even take it up as a sort of a hobby or something. <laughs> the Romans they built their straight roads by bonfires, didn't they? They sent someone off to light a fire like ten miles away. Um, I'm sure if the Romans had plastic, they would be burning that so that everyone could see it. Yeah. And <laughs> and they literally just build the road to the bonfire and that's how they made straight roads that's what we've got to do that's what we've got to do through all this johnny is build some bonfires yeah. and uh hope that we get out the other side yeah well i i was thinking of building a bonfire and getting our road going but then i realized i had google maps on my phone so, <laughs> <laughs> so that was johnny crittenberg uh i'm hoping to record um some more of these conversations with cheesemakers um cider producers i mean maybe other producers as well might want to to have a chat i mean if only to uh, uh you know offload about the current situation very happy to lend an ear always the thing that i love about johnny is that he takes chances it was taking a real chance you know for those of you who know about him taking out his old old herd and replacing them all with montbelliard with an absolute iron cast plan to make a brie style cheese in the uk a raw milk brie style cheese which hadn't hadn't been done before certainly wasn't being done now so on one level he's finding this whole experience something of an adventure he's a sort of pirate of the cheese world i think you know that's the brave face the reality is that he's sitting on a huge amount of stock and he's having to find lots of new innovative ways to get it to the people and that's a you know that's a conversation i'm having on the phone or via email with pretty much every supplier that i work with uh, one way or another soft cheese obviously the issue is right now um but hard cheese makers are you know they're looking at their stock waiting they're sitting there maturing hoping that there'll be an industry waiting for them they're also powering down they're they're cutting their their, their production so at some point there will be a window where there isn't there isn't enough cheese um which you know as i said at the beginning of the podcast in the grand scheme of things for most people is not a primary problem but i guess we all have to deal with the problems that are directly in front of us and a lot of these people are my friends and my colleagues and um you know i i yeah i don't i don't know what to say really my heart goes out to them it's a really really rough time um i hope listening to johnny in some ways gives a certain amount of confidence and and belief that the future is brighter um i think it's very very hard to see that at the moment but down the line let's all let's all kind of come together and, and and make it happen for the british cheese industry speak to you all again uh, speak to another british cheese maker see how they're getting on what clever ideas they're coming up with to to deal with the crisis but in the meantime I just wanted to play you a clip that is happening this evening and something that we did last week that I found incredibly moving and I hope just hearing it now will give a little ray of joy.
Selling Room podcast is produced by me, Sam Wilkin. Um, if you want to know more about Fen Farm Dairy and Johnny and his family and his team, uh, go to fenfarmdairy or one word, .co.uk or follow them on Instagram at fenfarmdairy. If you want to see uh, what various cheese-related ramblings I'm up to, check out Selim and Sam on Instagram. Cheers.